Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. at Los Angeles 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott, Sash Lady Pines. That's who I am. And I, <laughs> I'm Carrie Doherty. That's who I am. Guys, we're recording this at 9, 12 p.m. and I'm on a lot of drugs. We'll talk about it. Um, guys, this used to be an epi- a podcast where we talked about the Golden Girls and, you know, did the whole episodes thingies, but then we ran out of episodes. So then we watched the Golden Palace, you know, the spinoff, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now, now we're doing whatever the hell we want. Oh boy, this is going to be a roller coaster tonight. It really is. <laughs> we are. Today we are doing a Beyond Golden Girls episode where we cover the many film and TV projects that B, Betty, Rue, and Estelle did outside of the Golden Girls during the course of their careers. And today we are covering a Betty project. We figured since it's currently hot in Los Angeles, we watched <laughs> the pilot episode of Hot in Cleveland. This is also which highly, like, you can highly currently. Requested. What's that? It's a highly requested Beyond Golden Girls that we do. People want it us to do is, and you can currently watch it for free with ads on TVLand.com. But you can also watch it on Paramount Plus if you're a subscriber to Paramount Plus, which I am. You can watch it there as well. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we have so much to talk about with oh this God. episode. There's but... a lot, but we should. We first, I should say up top that I am suffering from an insane amount of back pain. Which is why we're recording this as late as we are, because I was late doing something, mainly moving. And um, I'm on medication, so if I'm sounding loopy, it's because of that. <laughs> this Tonight's the night we get all your secrets. Oh, That's what's going to happen. Well, probably not. I'm probably just going to be more muted and more understanding. <laughs> probably, I, probably, <laughs> I probably won't be as angry as I, I might be. Actually, I don't think I'm an angry person, though. I'm not really You're angry. not an angry person. No, I'm not. I, uh, I feel like, but, if anything, if anything, you may just, like, space out a little bit. Yeah. And because, because I like to talk for long periods of time, and then I'll catch you, and you'll go, yeah, oh, yes. This yes. is going to be a carry-heavy <laughs> episode, y'all. No, what's so funny is, so, like, I know what it is. It's, like, it's, because I've had this problem before. It's my sciatica, which nothing makes you feel more like a senior citizen than the word sciatica to me. My sciatica. My sciatica. I mean, it just, it just, it makes you feel old, which I am, of course, but like it makes you feel old. And I, so I have this sciatica thing, which is like a nerve situation, sends pain in the back and I, I can't bend over. I can't 
sit properly. Like the only comfortable position is me laying down flat on my back, but I also can't sleep on my back. But my doctor wow, wants me to sleep like on my Blanche. back. I know, I know. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of problems with me right now. But the biggest thing is I have this big show. Well, I mean, it'll be afterwards once this airs because we're recording a few episodes in, in advance. But um, I have a big show on Friday and I need to be perfect for it. So I'm doing everything I can to be perfect for it. You have to rest. Yes. You have to take your, what did Blanche take? Her like bee pollen supplement that one time. Um, <laughs> I just take take everything the girls Wait, took. Take which Sophia's... one of the girls threw out their back? I think it, was it? No, Blanche. Blanche threw out her back. It but, was Blanche. But also Rose had the problem with her neck, but that was like a stress thing, right? Blanche, yes. Rose had the problem with her neck from stress. Blanche threw out her back in the episode when your crush Michael and Rose's yes. daughter were yes. in town and they end up sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought whenever someone throws out their back, there's an old episode of Roseanne, which every episode of Roseanne is old now, but there's an old episode of Roseanne where Roseanne throws out her back and there's all the action happening in the house and all you hear is like Roseanne from afar being like, what's going on out there? And it's just, it's, I don't know why I find it to be the funniest little bit when someone throws out their back on a show, like the character that you want to see yelling from behind the stage. It's just funny to me. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. should do that and on when, the pod tonight. Maybe I'll just go to the other side of the room, lay on my bed and be like, how you doing, Carrie? There you, you could do that as long as you can still hear me. No. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the Carrie show. And I don't think anybody wants to hear just the Carrie show. I do. I do. But before we get into um, Hot in Cleveland, we should mention, guys, if you have not yet gone to outonthelanai.com slash live, yes. you should go over there and uh, sign up to be the first ones to find out when we will be dropping tickets for our Out on the Lanai. Yes. I can talk. Who's on pain meds? For our Out on the Lanai live show, Sunday, September 24th at Dynasty Typewriter here in Los Angeles. So it's coming you, up so fast. It's coming up so fast. As you all know, we don't do as many live shows as we used to uh, before. You know, we we did Golden Con. Yeah. And, like, and then it's been years since we've done a live show. So we're so excited to be coming back and doing yeah. a live show. We're going to have some really fun guests. We're going to have, oh, I'm not even going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Well, gonna I, wait. Wanna, I do, I do want to reveal one thing we have because I want people to start because they have to start preparing now. They have to. They have oh, to. that's a good point. If you're okay. in Los Angeles and you or anywhere near Los Angeles and you plan on coming to Golden Girls Live on September 24th at Dynasty Typewriter, we want this to be kind of like a golden con of the West, if you will. So we want you to come dressed as your favorite Golden Girls moment because we will be having a costume moment. So come if you are so inclined to dress up in a, in a Golden Girls inspired look. We want to see it. We want you to be part of the show. We want to have the entire audience see you in your beautiful look. So start planning that look now because I know I'm planning my look already. Perfect. Couldn't put it any better. Um, okay. You know what? We have, I have a lot of notes. I know I'm going to be driving the car on this one. So let's take a quick break. I'm going to take a little sip of water. You lie flat for a moment if you need to. And we will be right back to talk all about the pilot episode of Hot in Cleveland. Yay! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Okay, I have to say. There's so this, little Betty. Sorry, I had to. Okay. I had to. Okay, I no, to. that's fine. You're passionate. You're passionate. I feel it. It's the yes, most excited I'm going to get this entire podcast. <laughs> there is not as much Betty as I thought there was going to be. Here's what I'll say. I I never watched Hot in Cleveland. Never? It was just one of those things. No, where oh. it came out at a time where I was still really only watching those like old classic multicam sitcoms yeah. that made me feel really comfortable and that I loved. And I don't know that I was watching anything also, new at the time. Yeah, you were also in, I mean, we both were, we're in New York kind of in our early LA days. And so we probably didn't have access to TV land in an easy way because we didn't have cable or we did whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like our lives were very busy. So I can see why you missed it. Cause I missed it too. But that said, I do have a story about TV land. And the oh. show and the, the finale of the show. Okay. Well, let me, why don't I tell our listeners a little bit about Please. the history Please. of this show? And then you can wrap it up mm -hmm. with the end, your story and the end of the season. And then we'll sort of dive into the episode. So Hot in Cleveland is a show. Um, it was created by Suzanne Martin, uh, who wrote on Ellen and Frasier, created some other shows, is also the mother of one of my friends and a very funny TV writer named Jenna Martin. Oh. Um, so this was Hot in Cleveland was TV Land's first original series, which is huge. Uh, it ran for six seasons from 2010 to 2014, had Huge ratings. It was a home run for TV Land. Got Betty an Emmy nomination. Uh, the casting of this show was stellar. I mean, we're talking veteran multicam sitcom pros like Valerie Bertinelli from the original Norman Lear, One Day at a Time, Wendy Malick from Just Shoot Me, Jane Leaves, Daphne from Frasier. And, you know, and, and these women at the time, it was just like the Golden Girls, you know, like, they weren't the number one on the call sheets. They were in these ensemble shows that, you know, they were obviously series regulars, just like Betty was on Mary Tyler Moore, mm -hmm. just like Rue McClanahan was on Maude. Um, and on this show, obviously, Betty White is sort of the icing of the cake. Yeah. Now, there's another Golden Girls connection, which I don't, I'm assuming isn't the same thing you're going to say. Um so I guess Suzanne Martin originally got the idea for Hot in Cleveland. Um, it was after Estelle Getty had died. Um, the Golden Girls, uh, they were showing clips of the Golden Girls on the news after Estelle passed away. And it said this caused Martin to, quote, think about women in their 50s and what that show meant for women now. Yeah. Uh, and so she devised a scenario in which, quote, women in that age group landed somewhere in America and they were hot again mm -hmm. there. Um, which I thought was like, again, there's just so many Golden Girls connections to this show. Yeah. Um, there are also uh, some fun comparisons to the Golden Girls that I just want to throw out there real quick. Um, just like the Golden Girls, uh, Hot in Cleveland led to a spinoff, The Soul Man, starring Cedric the Entertainer. Mm -hmm. And um, Niecy Nash. Cannot forget Niecy Nash. And Niecy Nash, of course. And um, the Village Voice uh, writer, is it Michael Musto or Michael Musto? Musto. Thank you. Michael Musto uh, wrote of the show, quote, tart tongued Wendy Malick is basically the modern day B. Arthur. Sweet faced Valerie Bertinelli is the new Betty White. Ben around Jane Leaves is the nouveau Rue McClanahan. And witheringly sarcastic golden girl Betty White has turned into Estelle Getty. Yeah. Now, I personally think that Wendy Malick's character is more like Blanche because she's vain and lies about her age. Yeah. 
but that is a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Um, there's another big wink to the Golden Girls. Um, the opening frame of this pilot uh, episode is a plane flying across a pink and orange sky, just like the opening theme of the Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, and then also in the pilot, Valerie Bertinelli's character learns that her soon-to-be ex-husband is dating a younger woman, just sort of like you know Dorothy mentions about Stan and Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were just some of the fun Golden Girls uh, comparisons and stuff. So that fun. I mean, I grabbed the concept for the show is such a cute concept. It's so sitcom. It's so perfect. It's so cheesy but in a sitcom way that you in a a multi-cam sitcom way that you can accept you know what i mean because in reality this is like completely fucked up the idea of these women staying in cleveland like it's just it's fucked up but in sitcom world it's genius it's like a perfect cute tv land idea now my story is i had never really watched the show but i had done some writing for tv land stuff here and there over the years in my early time here in los angeles and I got invited to the finale party for Hot in Cleveland somehow, which I have no idea how that happened, but I did. And I remember seeing all these celebrities there, Brandy Norwood, Niecy mm. Nash. I mean, I, I definitely got some pictures that night. But, of course, all the entire cast of Hot in Cleveland was there. Wendy Malick had celebrated a little too hard, if you will, and she was kind of her character in how many glasses of champagne she probably had. Um, Jane leaves. So cute. Valerie Bertinelli. Incredible. So nice. Exactly the same character she was on the show. And then it came time for Betty White to make her appearance. But Betty White was, I mean, you know, she was older then and she wasn't really going to parties like this. And there was hundreds of people there. I mean, it was the whole back lot of, I forget what lot it was now, but it was the whole back lot. And, and then they went, the rest of it went into, um, went into the set where they were going to close down the set and everything. But uh, it, she got driven through in a golf cart and she just waved like she was on parade. And it was like, it was like Moses parting the sea. Everyone just sort of parted for Betty's cart to drive through and just wave. And just wait. like when like when the bride and groom or the groom and groom or bride and bride are like leaving the wedding and yes. everybody's like on the outside throwing the rice at yes. them and stuff. That's yeah. very much wow. what it was. It was so great. I met Sean Hayes there for the first time. He was really sweet because I think Sean Hayes is a producer on this show. Yeah. Um, so um, Hazy Mills, which is um, yeah. Sean Hayes production company, was um, was, yes, one of the one I of the producers. Say, Sean Hayes is one of the nicest people you will ever fucking meet. Well, I met him at this thing. And then I did not see him again until years later when I interviewed him for a story. I did never thought he would remember me ever. And then he did and we chatted and it was nice. That's very just, sweet. I'm so happy to hear that because you know. I, I mean, his Jack is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, same, same. Um, that's really sweet. And, and yes, that I feel like you have to protect Betty and yeah. you know that she would, if she could, she would stop and talk to every single person. And you know that mm-hmm. at her age, she just can't do that anymore. So it is but very sweet. The that... assortment of these four women was just, it was like golden girls level. Of course it wasn't ever going to be as big because sitcoms were in a different place when this show came out than when the golden girls came out. But it's still, it's just the casting was perfect for this show. Yeah. And and again, I, the casting, when it comes to multicams, especially the casting, their chemistry, the direction. I mean, the writing is obviously a huge part of it, but it has to be executed because it's like you're watching live theater. You can't yeah. create comedy with you know, camera cuts and, and stuff yeah. like you can with single cams. Um, I, 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 I so much enjoyed watching this show. Like you said, could have used a little bit more Betty. I feel like we always say that, Yeah. but 
I really did. She didn't I didn't come felt in like the until women halfway were... through. So, I mean, we could have used more Betty. Yeah, we could have used more Betty, but, but you know, she was, was really pilot. treated like the Sophia of the episode in that, you know, it really was about the other three women and she was sort of um, folded in. I also um, don't know, you know? if I, I, I could be confusing this, so please don't hate me if I'm wrong. But I feel like she wasn't necessarily a series regular at that point. She was constantly going to be a guest star. I have a feeling that that Betty wasn't always going to be in it. And then, of course, she became bigger. But just like but just like Sophia, I feel like I heard her giving an interview about that at some point. But I could it's, be wrong. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Again, like with her age, you go like, okay, how much does she want to yeah. work? Being a series regular on a TV show, you know, a you're working work. five five days a week, you know. And this was the um, resurgence of the, the, the final act of Betty in a way. It was the Snickers commercial. It was this. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday Night Live. It was like... This was the era, the Betty's final sort of like era, if you will, where she dominated television down to Betty's off their rockers or whatever that NBC like yeah. reality show she had. And like, I mean, she was really this was sort of the start of a lot of things that Betty was doing in her final years. Yeah. And it, it's incredible that she was a series regular on a TV show yeah. at this point in her career. Um, so the show is like we were saying, you know, it's about these. Uh, you know, three women, um, Valerie Bertinelli, she plays a writer who's, you know, she's written a book about 200 things to do before you die, but she hasn't really done a lot of these things because she's kind of a cautious person. Um, and her best friend, Wendy Malik, is an actor who was on a soap opera that was recently canceled. And she's kind of been having a hard time getting roles. And yeah. she's, you know, she's, uh, you know, not the ingenue anymore. And she's starting to get like grandmother auditions and she's not happy about that. And then I'm just gonna call her Daphne because she'll always be Daphne to me. Daphne, oh. um, is, is so and- can we can we just say this right now? Frasier is such a good show. I never watched Cheers, but Frasier, also the namesake for my cat, Frasier is an incredible show. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared of the reboot that's happening at Paramount, but the the original Frasier was just it's just a funny, sophisticated, campy, silly show that if you haven't watched, highly recommend. Well, my friend Jenna wrote on the Frasier reboot oh. and her mom wrote on the original. Oh, good. Well, it's probably going to really be great. Sweet. Good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, so uh, Daphne plays um, an, uh, an eyebrow artist to the Loosely, stars like I, so Oprah. I loved it because they were referencing this Anastasia Beverly Hills, which is like this makeup brand and makeup person. Oh, yeah. And and there's there was some subtle jokes in there about her, which I thought was really cute. Oh, that's fun. I didn't notice those, but I do like um, their eyebrow pencils. Yeah. Um, so uh, so those are, those are the characters, um, you know, they're, they're best friends. Again, they really felt like friends on this show. Um, and uh, but Valerie Bertinelli, uh, her character, she hasn't done a lot of the things in her book. And she's like, I should. It's 200 things to do before you die. And I should probably start doing them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, her children are grown. She's sort of getting a divorce from her husband. Uh, but one of the things on her list is to fly to Paris with her best friends. So that's what they're doing. So the show essentially opens like the beginning of Lost. We meet yeah. our main characters, not like in the 
place that the show is going to take place over the course of the series. We meet them on a plane. Yeah. The whole cold open is on a plane. Um, it's a long and cold open. I mean, it's a it's full, a very long. It's a full it's scene. A, yeah, but it's a good cold open. Yeah. You get so much information out, and I felt like in a really funny way. Um, and by the end of the cold open, it looks like the plane might tragically fall out of the sky because it's so, like about to crash. I mean, I am a scared flyer, and that was terrifying to me that they the pilot actually said brace for impact for, yeah brace for impact yeah and but at least then, it ended with him going and we've landed safely i mean that's also a great sitcom moment yeah um but yes over the course of this um cold open you know we learned that we learn all about the characters and kind of where they're at in their lives but also valerie bertinelli notably runs into her ex-husband on the plane and mm -hmm. thinks oh my gosh maybe we're meant to be maybe we're meant to get back together uh but it turns out that he is taking his new fiance on a trip so when the plane makes it, you just threw your hands up. I know. I when the plane makes an emergency landing in Cleveland, Ohio, um, you know, the women are coming from L.A. They're like, OK, well, let's check out Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so they go into a bar. And I really enjoyed this scene because, you know, in L.A., you know, especially, you know, women of a certain age who live in L.A., they feel like maybe they're past their prime. Yeah. You know, men literally look past them. Yeah. But when they walk into this Cleveland bar, all of the men stare at them mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, oh, my gosh, they're they're looking at us like meat. Yeah. Like they realize like it's such we're, a cute we're, setup. we're hot here. It's such a I mean, literally, I have never seen a show use the title so literally. Where, I know where you actually see <laughs> it happening and then it's spelled out for you and you're like, oh, I get everything. I get the entire concept for this show. That's perfect yeah. writing. It's perfect writing. It was so you immediately get it. You're like, oh, I understand. These are women who are all missing something in their lives, living in Los Angeles, and now they're gonna find it in Cleveland. Yeah. And so they end up chatting with a few dudes at the bar. And um, Valerie Bertinelli ends up like doing something out of her comfort zone. She's very rose. She like hooks up with this guy. He's a plumber. And she's like, you know, I have to ask you. So there yes. was one problem that I had. And you can't, it's hard to avoid on a sitcom and they probably didn't have a great budget. But both Daphne in the, in the plane scene and Wendy Malik in the hotel scene are wearing glasses. And the reflection from all of, the, the the lights in the studio and everything are just all over the glasses. And that kind of annoyed me. But it also made me excited because this is sort of like a, you know, by the straps of their bootstraps or whatever, like whatever the saying is. Like th this, this show is very much pushed together because they didn't know, TV Land didn't know this show was going to work. They're probably spending a shit ton of money on a show that they have no idea is going to work. So I have a feeling they were just like, Let's just, just do the scene. We're good. I mean, I, you know, I think it depends on if it was a character thing, if it was something specific to the actors. Um, I used to drive IMDb crazy with my glasses yeah. in the studio because I would always, you know, I'm an animated person and yeah. I would, and they'd be like, Carrie, you can't put your head up. And I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. So then I would just sort of freeze. Um, it's inevitable if you have glasses, uh, you're going to see something in the reflection. Um, I don't know that I noticed it, but I, I feel like I usually notice stuff like that. Like I always see a boom mic when a boom mic dips in the oh, frame. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, yeah. do I notice a boom mic. Yeah. Um, so, oh, that's so funny that you noticed that. Um, so Valerie Bertinelli, the next morning after hooking up with this plumber guy, she's like, 
I think I want to live here. <laughs> Which is like, so wild. I love so that she's, wild. she's just so gung-ho. She's just like, well, my husband's in Paris with his with his whatever. So, well, we, her husband, I guess, would be in Cleveland, too. Yes, he for the time being is in Cleveland. But as you, you know, as we learn later, like there's a everybody's, you know, supposed to be catching a flight right yeah. out to go to Paris. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but but it, it kind of makes sense because Valley Bertinelli's like, look, I walked around the town this morning. They have museums, they have shops. There's a lot of cool stuff here. And she's like, this what's what's waiting for me back in LA, like a divorce in an empty house. Like, yeah. so she wants to rent a house to live in. And she makes a really good point. She says, you know, um, the, the price, the one month rent in this giant Victorian house is the same amount of money we'd spend in one hotel night in one hotel room in Not Paris. A lie. So Not a lie. yes, but I love like Wendy Malick. She was so, she had so many funny moments in the show and uh, I wrote down one quote of hers when um, uh, Valerie Bertinelli was like, this life in Cleveland could be so much better than life in L.A. And she, <laughs> Wendy Malik said, it's the hangover near death experience, multiple orgasms, running into ex-husbands with young fiancés doing the talking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. That's... Wendy Malik is such a good actress. She is oh, so she good. Was so good. It, she was so great on the plane when they thought it was going to crash. She's like, I'm too young to die. Oh, I guess it is nice to be too young for something. Yeah, like it yeah. was such a Samantha moment. Yes, very much. Um, and then Daphne's like, friends don't let friends move to Cleveland. I can't do her accent. Um, uh, anyway, so it was just, I don't know. I, I loved it all so much. And I, I know we haven't yet met Betty's character. And we've been talking about this for a minute. But I really want to take a moment and jump on Zillow and check house prices in sure, Cleveland. Sure. So can we take a little break and yeah, come right back? Let's do that. And we're back. I wasn't actually looking up. <laughs> you knew you had them written down in your notes, your copious notes. I, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I will take a, mo- a minute and peep it on Zillow. I do all the time, though. I look in like, oh my God. Find, like a I random live on town. Zillow. I live on yeah. Zillow. It's how I relax. Yeah. And you know what? If I were single and had no like children or if I had grown children, I would totally be up for moving to a new place. Yeah. Like with my friends, yeah. you know, because all these women, they can really work wherever they want. Yeah. I think, you know, Wendy Malik you know, she may have the hardest time unless she's up for like community theater and local commercials, or maybe she'll discover something new. Again, I haven't watched the series. I'm just really excited to see, you know, does she get called back out to LA? Which for some I mean, jobs? that's why I was going to say that if, you know, listeners, if, cause we know people loved hot in Cleveland. Cause we, I've gotten messages about us doing hot in Cleveland. So if you have your favorite hot in Cleveland, Betty White episodes, let us know. And we'll do beyonds on those too. We want to know which ones are stellar hot in Cleveland episodes that we need to watch. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point cuz yeah, I would I would for sure watch more. I mean, I'm going to watch more. Yeah. That was my golden takeaway. I'll yeah. say it again at the end. Okay, good. <laughs> um okay, but I think it's time for us to meet Betty. So, Betty. um they yeah, they're talking to a realtor. Uh she's renting the house, Valerie Bertinelli, and then uh we get a little surprise with Betty. Are you running a prostitute? <laughs> This is Elka Ostrovsky. She's a caretaker who comes with the house if you wish to retain her. She stays out in the guest cottage. I'll leave you to get all that work done. Hi, I'm Melanie. I'm releasing the place. 
I've been the caretaker of this house for 50 years, but you can kick me out. Oh, no worries. If you can escape from the Nazis, you can handle anything. You escaped from the Nazis? Escaping from the Nazis was the least of my worries. Oh, you don't hear that very often. So what are you, like a hundred? I don't like you. Aren't you that girl from that show? Yes, yes, I am. Are you a fan? No. <laughs> when it was canceled, I said good riddance. <laughs> She's such a Sophia. Um, Truly. I mean, just... she does it so well. How, I mean, it's so interesting because she's still sweet Betty White. Like, she still gives off that sweet love that we want from Betty White. But she's also, like, cutting. You know what I mean? Like, she's... Oh, she's so cutting. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting that... Um, so I think the clip picked up when off of the laugh of Betty's first line, which was the oh. realtor says something like, um, you know, there's one thing about this place I should mention. And then I think Betty walks in and what does she say? She says something like... Are you renting the prostitutes? Like, like are you, yeah, are you yeah. renting to prostitutes? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the sort of reaction to that. I was... I would have liked an applause break for Betty White. I was actually a little surprised that you know, I, I wonder, she didn't get an applause break. Yeah, maybe she did and they just cut it out. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know why they would though. Because I mean, you know, TV land. They got to get a lot in for a pilot. Like I don't know, maybe maybe it wasn't But her line got enough of a laugh where yeah, if they had done an applause, I don't know. I was just a little surprised, but yeah. I don't know. Or maybe the applause was so thunderous for her and yeah. it went on for too long that maybe they said, okay, let's do another one where we don't applause. That's actually I have a possible. feeling it probably could be that. Um, also, all she wears in this episode are she wears like two different neon velour tracksuits. Well, and she wears tracksuits in like every, every picture I've seen of her in the show, she's in a tracksuit. So like, God, that's a, that would be the best job in the world. I know. They were really like, you know what? It's Betty. She's a legend. Yeah. Let's just make her comfortable. It's such like it's such like a Valerie Cherish thing too. Like mm -hmm. she's really Aunt Sassy. Um, so Valerie Bertinelli has a date with Hank the Plumber, yes. and she's all excited because what's you know, what's left for her in LA. Um, but then her friends Google the dude and they discover that he's married. Yeah. Um, and that is sort of Valerie Bertinelli's first taste of a little bit of like, oh, mm. I don't know, maybe this life isn't for me or whatever. Yeah. She's like, I wanted to feel young and stupid. Now I just feel stupid. But I kind of think like, she needs like you need that in a pilot episode for this character to make this big of a decision. Like you need her to have some conflict to get to the decision. You know what I mean? Because right so far there's been no conflict other than brace for impact. Yeah, other than like we're in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but it did sort of also remind me of the pilot of the Golden Girls where, you know, Blanche yes. found herself kind of head over heels for Harry. Am I gonna marry Harry? Marry Harry. Yeah. Um, you know, and there is a potential big life change in that if she does marry Harry, where are the other women going to go? Yeah. Um, so you know, that also did, you know, feel a little bit similar to the Golden Girls. You know, obviously different enough where I didn't think they were like copying it or anything. Yeah. Um But there's but, gonna be parallels uh, between this and the Golden Girls. I there, there has to be like with episodes, there has to be similarities because you can't get away from it. Golden Girls set the template for what every show after. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Um, so. So, yeah. So Valerie Bertinelli, she's, you know, um, 
on a date with this guy in his houseboat. I love a houseboat on yeah. like as like a multicam set. I know it's probably just for that one episode. Although maybe this guy returns. Yeah, I, feel like I mean, maybe he returns. He's a big enough actor because I've seen him in other stuff. So like, I feel like he probably returns. People who watched the entire series are just, they're like, you guys they're are such idiots. I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh. I never watched it. And then when I knew we were going to be doing these, I wanted to save it. Um, so, uh, so Valerie Bertinelli decides that, you know, she's going to ultimately stay because I think for her, her character, again, kind of like Rose, she can be a really cautious person. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that for her, like braving, going out on a date with a guy and like, you know, opening up her heart again was, I think like Cleveland's going to be a town where she's going to take more risks and, and do more things for herself, which I really like. Yeah, and Valerie Bernelli um, is the perfect actress for something like that because she is so wholesome and so loving and so like you want to see her succeed. She's kind of like Mary Tyler Moore in a way. Like you want her to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You just want her to succeed. Um, and then we have another, again, Betty was only in two scenes. But this so. is my favorite Betty moment. In, I mean, of the two scenes, this was my favorite Betty moment. All right, let's play it. You're not going to become one of those women who like themselves, are you? Because <laughs> everybody hates those women. <laughs> Let me ask you something. What's the deal with old ladies in tracksuits? <laughs> well, it's simple. In your 20s, you dress for men. In your 40s, you dress for success. In your 80s, you dress for the bathroom. <laughs> Can I just tell you how mm -hmm. much I related to that line today? Because I, I have not been able to wear real clothes since my back hurt because I can't bend over. Like, mm -hmm. I can't bend to do things. So all I've been wearing is, like, gym clothes and, like, sweats and stuff. And I went to the chiropractor today... And I showed up and he usually is used to seeing me fairly put together. And I was not put together at all. I walked in like a homeless person. I just looked, I had Crocs on. I never wear Crocs in public. Like it was just, I'm a hot mess. And so I, I related to that line because, you know, when you're not able to be a human <laughs> or maybe older, you um, wear clothes that make the bathroom easier. And that's what I need right now. I need the bathroom to be easier. I definitely, because I spend so many days, especially now being on strike, if I'm out picketing, it's very hot. I'm walking like 10 miles a day. Uh, and, you know, I wear my strike t-shirt. I wear some pants, jeans, pants, something. And then when I come home and I'm chasing little Oreo all around, I need to feel like I'm in clothes that don't feel like they're going to get in my way in yeah, any way. That can and I wear a little bit that can get messy. Yeah. I just, I need to wear the comfiest clothes when I'm home. I don't think I have worn jeans inside my home Yeah, for a long time. Poor. I feel so bad. Little Oreo speech therapist comes over once a week and I'm like, she probably thinks I just never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I had the chiropractor ask me today. He took off my my Crocs for me as I laid on the table and he was like, is it hard to put on socks? And I was like, I don't remember the last time I put on socks because I don't wear shoes with socks that often anymore. Like most of my shoes are either sandals or like house shoes or like whatever. And I don't need socks it's california i don't need socks all the oh time. i need socks but it's because i'm so guys this is an episode where we talk <laughs> about socks and backs i 
we have at our place these like stone tiles that you know how like you go into a hotel and the floors are heated and you're yeah. like ooh this is nice i swear to god our underneath our stone tiles our air conditioning units our stone tiles are always so cold i have to wear two pairs of socks in our place oh, wow. at all times I feel that's like how I cold would, our floors are because i run hot i feel like i would love that well, you're like little Oreo because we come downstairs and she tries pulling her socks off every morning and we go, free the toes, free the toes. And we pull <laughs> her socks off by the toes and she laughs. She hates wearing socks, but she doesn't like to wear shoes when we go outside. She only wears socks when we go outside. Oh, She's wow. a weird kid. That's a, that is weird. <laughs> She's also afraid of you um, um, cutting up stuff in the kitchen, like chopping up lettuce, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to like distract her and I have to like try to chop stuff in the fr I have to do it in the fridge and I have to talk really loudly like I'm doing something else I go oh I don't know where the blueberries are <laughs> and the whole time I'm like cutting the blueberries in half because I don't wow. want her to inhale them because she puts so much food in her mouth at once that I'm so worried she's gonna I feel choke like one you're of just these describing days. me <laughs> 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 Oh, that hurt to laugh, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, oh God, you are you. Yeah, you're yeah. saying you're saying a lot of things that I'm like. Oh yeah, that kind of reminds me of little Oreo. Yep, um, that's me. Yeah, you are, and you both love like Disney World. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, she's never been Disney World, Disneyland, but yeah, um, yeah, someday her first. You're both trip, Mickey heads. We will be there. Yes. Yes, yes, you'll be there for her first trip. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we went off on this tangent because. <laughs> This, I mean, it's basically the end of the episode. The women all decide to stay in Cleveland for a while. Initially, uh, Daphne and Wendy Malik are like they're planning on going to Paris, but they're like, "Fuck it, we're our, we're my best yeah. friend. Like, let's all hang out here together." Um, and uh, well, one part that we didn't play during that last clip was, um, you know, Betty said that you know, kind of basically like after her husband died, she was never really interested in dating again. Yeah. Um, but it's clear kind of in the conversation that the other three women are going to talk her into it and kind of be there to support her while she, you know, like gets her Stella groove back. I, I love that. I also love how when she wanted to sit on the little bench that they all were sitting on, all four of them sat on that one bench, which was so cute. She told Daphne, Jane Leaves, be like, move it, Bones. And she like had Jane Leaves move over. And I love that. I'm going to start calling skinny people Bones from now on. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully they won't be like, wait, are you talking about like Emily Deschanel Bones from the show Bones? Because <laughs> that was her nickname too. But you could clarify it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy seeing the four of them sitting on that porch swing together yeah, side by side because – it was so different from when you think about like seeing all four women on the Golden Girls sitting around the table, you're kind of getting two women in profile. One is always like sitting on a stool mm -hmm. or at the island and then the other woman's facing us. So it was just like a, it was just like to me a really sort of neat version of it was nice. the four your four main characters sitting around the table with cheesecake, but they were just I've sort watched, of smushed into this porch swing. I've watched the bloopers from this series a bunch, and which are really fun. I highly recommend you YouTube them. And there are many shots of them in the kitchen. So like there still are kitchen moments that happen in the show. Oh sure, I'm yeah. sure, and I'm I'm really excited to see what the rest of the house looks yeah. like. Like this pilot just left. It left me so curious to know where it's going to go. And yeah. that's what you want in a pilot. Exactly. You, you immediately understand the premise and how it's going to be fun. And 
I just thought that these these women, all of these characters were their voices were so well developed mm -hmm. and you can tell they're going to have a lot of fun together. And I'm genuinely curious. You can you can see what's missing from all of their lives and sort yeah. of what they'll be searching for in Cleveland and how it will be fun because they're in Cleveland. Exactly. So they're always <laughs> going to be hot. You guys. Again, I said it before, I say it now. You need to let us know what episodes of Hot in Cleveland. Contact us at outonthelanai.com slash contact and let us know which episodes of Hot in Cleveland you love and that we need to include in the rotation for future Beyond Golden Girls episodes. Absolutely. Should we get take well, a break and come back with a golden takeaway? I think we should. Oh my God, let's do it. And we are back with our golden takeaways, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? I I know I said it earlier, but I my golden takeaway is I'm going to continue to watch this show because that mm. was such a good pilot. I can't I can't believe I slept on this show. You guys have all been telling us hot mm. in Cleveland. You got to watch hot in Cleveland. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But this is a show I was like, okay, you know what? The pilot did its purpose, which is like, yeah. hey, get somebody invested in 23 short minutes. And like you said, I could have used more Betty, but, you know, she was a brand new character. Mm -hmm. And this show really is starting with these three women and their friendship. And I know that Betty's going to be folded in and that she'll probably be incorporated more into the stories as she gets to know them. Um, so I understand why she wasn't utilized as much, especially as if you're saying like maybe she wasn't meant to be a main character, yeah. like a series regular. Um, but man, what a good great. pilot, which is what a great pilot, great mm -hmm. all around. Great, great casting. Michael Lembeck, like great writing, Suzanne Martin, her whole team, just mm -hmm. great, 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 great. All the greats, all of the greats. My golden takeaway from this episode is it recently got canceled, but I highly recommend people go watch Valerie Bertinelli's cooking show on Food Network. They did her wrong because they canceled her like really abruptly and weirdly. But it was it's a fun cooking show. I really enjoy her as a cooking show host. She was good and she's a good little cook. I just realized that and I know I mentioned this whenever I went. So years ago on the podcast, the only time I've seen Betty White in person was for my birthday. Stan bought me tickets to see Valerie Bertinelli in conversation oh, yes. with Betty White. I remember that. Um, and so that was the first time I was sort of seeing them interact together. And Valerie sort of led the interview and the Q&A with the audience. And I cried when Betty was escorted out by a tall, handsome gentleman. Mm. Um, and it was in some theater up in like Anaheim or something. Um, but you could tell that Valerie Bertinelli and Betty White had such an adorable, fun sort of give and take. Yeah jib jabbing each other relationship and it was so so sweet she's a good and, host uh, she'd be a good talk show host yeah mm -hmm. she would be oh wow all I right love, everybody let's bertinelli. manifest this for valerie bertinelli let's get her on the podcast fuck it yeah let's try let's do no that harm i'm gonna, in trying i'm gonna work on that i'm gonna i'm gonna yep. email her representatives 
great, let's do it. Sounds like you're going to email like her Congress people, but <laughs> which is probably the same as ours. Um, oh my gosh, guys, this has been another episode of Out on the Lanai. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you and we will catch you back here next week for more Golden Girls greatness. And guys, remember we are part of Mom, Moguls of Media. So go on and go support Mom Plus because there's so many great podcasts on Mommy. And we, you can follow us on social media at Oh my God, I don't have the sheet in front of me because it's too far away for me to... That's fine. I will read it on mommy. <laughs> um, Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. Instagram, we are at Out on the Lanai Official. Facebook, we are Golden Girls Pod. And H. Allen Scott is H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. Isn't it weird that I like, I could not remember. I can remember our social handles, but I can't do it without reading it. It's very difficult for me. I need to lay down in a flat position and stretch. <laughs> Yes. Why don't you go lie down flat? Guys, I'm Squidzy on Instagram. Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. Leave us a, a, a rating, a review. Tell other people about the podcast. Spread the golden word. And as always, remember, remember stay, golden. stay golden. Wow, you and really, you're Sadie Pines this episode. Go lie down. Go, go, lie, go lie down. down. I'm going to lie down. Go lie down. Go lie down.